shouting like a madman, looked like Mr. Clean. The next thing he said was, Slime in the ice machine. I said, Slime in the ice machine. He said, Slime in the ice machine. He said, Filthy utensils and roaches on the floor, small food in the freezer, mouse droppings by the door, and Slime in the ice machine. Hey everybody, it is July 23rd, 2021, and this week the H stands for halfway, as in halfway around the world in Tokyo, Japan, the 2020-2021 Summer Olympics have officially kicked off, even though at the time that this drops, the opening ceremony hasn't happened yet, but some of the games have already started, I think some of the longer events that take the whole time, but anyway... Yeah, it's technically the 2020 Summer Olympics, and unless you've been in a coma this whole time, which first off, I'm incredibly jealous of you, uh, you know exactly why they've been postponed a year. And honestly, uh, there's even, as recent as a couple days ago, talks that it still might not go all the way to completion because of the, uh, that Tokyo is becoming an epicenter for the Delta variant, and there's already like outbreaks on some of the teams, so... I think at this point, just because of how much money is involved, it's probably going to still happen, but who knows. But anyway, this week we are going to talk about all the Houstonians or any of the athletes with connections to Houston who will be competing in this year's Summer Games, and then we are going to track their success or failures. We're definitely going to talk about the ones who fail us between... (laughs) That was mean. Between now and the next two episodes, yeah, because... So yeah, this week we're going to introduce it, next week is the middle of it, and the week after that will be the conclusion, we'll know for sure what the medal count is for those Houstonian Olympians. Now before we talk about that though, I did just want to touch on the fact that the NBA Finals wrapped up this week, the Milwaukee Bucks miraculously, well I guess it wasn't miraculously, but still impressive, there we go, impressively went from being 0-2 to 4-2, won the four games in a row against the Phoenix Suns to win their first title in over 50 years, or actually 50 years, I think, on the dot. Also, fun fact, uh, did you know Aaron Rodgers is a 1% minority owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, so he is actually getting a championship ring. So he has a Super Bowl ring and an NBA championship ring. I'm not sure how many people can say. I know there's a couple guys who've played in... I think there's like one guy who's played in the NBA and the NFL, so I can't imagine there's a big list of guys who've got rings in both. I'd imagine it's probably another owner. But anyway, the the Bucks, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, his Game 6 performance was just absolutely legendary. 50 points, 12 rebounds, 5 blocks. I mean, just every time he went into the paint, he was a fucking monster. Every time he went to the free throw line, he was nailing them, uh, almost all of them. Uh, it seems like by the time the playoffs ended, them doing the counting down thing, even though that wasn't happened to them in Milwaukee at, at Game 6, seems like every time they started doing the countdown thing, it just kind of it, like improved his game. But I think the most impressive thing about the Greek Freak is the fact that, what, two weeks ago he was doing the fucking stanky leg when he hyperextended his knee? And I mean, just the, the fact that he just, A, didn't have any structural damage is in and of itself a miracle because that's a lot of fucking weight going down on your knee at a reverse right fucking angle. But then also just the fact that he was out for, I, th- I don't even think he missed uh, but a couple games. So just all around, absolutely impressive. And then his just humility and modesty after the fact. If you haven't seen, he went to Chick-fil-A and he ate 50 chicken. <laughs> 50 chicken nuggets, which is a lot. I, you know, I'm embarrassed to say I once ate 30 chicken nuggets in one sitting. 
Uh, and I think Giannis Antetokounmpo is probably twice my size, so I think 50 is probably something he could handle. But I just, you know, my respect for him has just grown tenfold of how he's just uh, carried himself, and I think he's going to have a great future in the NBA, and I think also the fact that he's not tainted by any shred of a super team, you know, he's drafted by the Bucks, stayed with the Bucks, turned down offers to go to other places to stay with the Bucks, took other pieces from other teams, built a team, and, and, and took it, took a ring. And anybody who says that this year is an astrophere, honestly, if you had to pick between this year and last year to say that the, the championship is tainted, it'd be last year because of the bubble, but personally, I don't think either of them are tainted. And, and I still really haven't heard like a good explanation for why it needs to be an Astro season outside of the fact that there was slightly less games and uh, at the beginning of this season there was no fans in the stands. I don't know. Either way, I think he's going to have a big future. Who knows? Maybe the Bucks will be the next dynasty. Maybe this is a one-and-done thing like the 2011 uh, Dallas Mavs. But either way... Very happy to see him win. And just one other thing about the Bucks before we talk about the Olympians. Uh PJ Tucker got his ring. So there's our there's our former our former Houston Rockets. Uh of all the of all the former Houston Rockets in the playoffs, I guess if when the playoffs started, if I had to say PJ Tucker, I probably wouldn't have. I would have picked the obvious choice of James Harden. But here's a fun fact, and I need to look it up to make sure I get it in the order right. P.J. Tucker, and even though technically it's not like P.J. Tucker's team, he's just part of the whole thing. If he had to say, it'd probably be Giannis's team. Uh, Tucker and the Bucks went through virtually every former Rocket from the former, when we think of the Harden Rockets. Uh, first they beat, they went through the Heat, which have Trevor Ariza. Then they went through the Nets, which obviously have James Harden. Then they went through the Hawks, which have Clint Capella. And then they went through the Suns, which have Crowder and uh, CP3. So I just thought that was kind of a neat fun fact, uh, you know, that he just went through essentially all his former teammates in order to get that ring. So congratulations to P.J. Tucker. Congratulations to uh, the whole city of Milwaukee. You know, those small teams, they don't get any respect. And I always say, like, if if all it's going to be about is fucking media market size, then why don't they just put a half dozen teams in LA and a half fucking teams and a half dozen teams in, in fucking New York and call it a day? Let some of these small cities have their moment in the in the in the sunshine and uh, enjoy. So anyway, the Olympics. So for the sake of uh, the H's for hell, technically some of these athletes are not Houstonians. So the criteria that I use to whittle this down, because obviously there's like over a hundred Olympians, so I don't, I couldn't cover all of them. Uh, to whittle this down to just the Houstonians, I picked any of the athletes who were either from Houston, were born in Houston, or had some professional or co- uh, collegiate association with Houston, either represented a Houston school or a Houston professional sports team. And then now we're taking their talents to the Olympics. So let's see here. So this is just going to be kind of a, just a rundown of who they are. And then next week we're going to start getting results. And we'll start talking about, uh, you know, who's winning and losing. So uh, pretty good. I, not every event and every sport is represented here. But it's a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty healthy mix. So we've got Guinea. And I'm going to fuck some of these people's names up. 
Guinea Funches is a female boxer. So that's fun. I get to watch some boxing. Lawson Craddock. I'm definitely probably going to fuck a lot of these names up. Lawson Craddock is a cyclist. Uh, let's see, specifically road cycling. So I'm also going to learn a lot about these sports because I don't know what a lot of them are. I'm assuming, well, road cycling, I'm assuming is cycling on the road, but I know there's other ones where they're like running on a little track and all kinds of other shit. Courtney Hurley and Kelly Hurley, which are actually a sister combination, uh, a sister duo that are the daughter of another, uh, like a, another Olympian named Bob Hurley, and they're fencers, fencists, the little fucking sword fighting one, you know, where they wear the beekeeper costumes and poke each other, which I swear to God, I, I could not do that sport because I just get it poked constantly with like a shish kebab stick. I'd lose my fucking mind. So we got two sisters that are from Houston, actually raised in San Antonio, but uh, we're including them. Let's see. We've got Kat Osterman. She is a pitcher in softball, and she's from Houston. So I get to watch, get excuse to watch a little softball, which uh, softball is one of the sports that I think has already started. Simone Manuel is a swimmer from Sugarland. Her events are specifically the 50-meter freestyle, the 100-meter freestyle, and the 4x100-meter freestyle relay. Let's see. Okay. Uh, Haijing Wang. This is this is fun. He is a, a table tennist. He's a ping pong. He does table tennis. Table tennist? Anyway, he's from Sugarland and he plays ping pong, and that'll be fun because ping pong's one of those real like that's silly. It's ping pong. It's like what you play in the rec center when you're at church. But it's like when you see these Olympian level guys playing it, they're like running and jumping and all kinds of crazy shit. So it like truly is an athletic event. Uh Nick Fink. He is a swimmer. He will be doing the 200-meter breaststroke. He was born in Houston. Brittany Grinner. Grinier. Oh, and I think she's like a really famous WNBA player, so I might that might be embarrassing to fuck her name up. Uh, she's from Houston, and she is going to be the center for the women's basketball team. And let's see. She also, yeah, she also plays for the Phoenix Mercury in the, in the WNBA. There is Tamara Mensah-Stock. She is a female wrestler specializing in freestyle wrestling in the 68-kilogram, 150-pound weight class. And she's from Katy. Anika McPearson. McPearson? Yeah. Anika McPearson. Half of this is just me fucking the names up. Uh, She does track and field, specifically high jump. And she is from Galveston. Oh, yeah, I also cheated. Some of the, if they're from, like, a town that's, like, kind of the Houston metro area, I included them. Uh, Anna Von Broman. She is also in fencing. I guess there's a lot of fencers from Houston. Uh, well, this says specifically EP fencing. Hold on, let me go back to the other ones. Did they specify a kind of... Okay, EP fencing. I'm going to be learning about these events, too. So I didn't know there was other kinds of fencing. I don't know. Maybe there's ones where it's like dual sword fighting. I don't know. But anyway, that's a th- that's our third female fencist, fencer. This is one that nobody's probably heard of. Her name is Simone Biles. Uh, I think she does gymnastics. I've heard decent things about her, but honestly, she's kind of a question mark. We really don't know if she's going to have any success. She's pretty unproven in the field of gymnastics. 
That is total sarcasm. She's literally considered one of the greatest female gymnasts, not only alive, but possibly of all time. And she's from the Spring Area, which is on the outskirts of Houston. So uh, we at least know that there's probably, knock on wood, one medalist there, because I think she'll definitely at least take home a bronze. Raven Rogers runs the uh, in track and field, and she's specifically doing the 800-meter hurdle, which I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who do hurdles, because when I was uh, like kind of on the half-ass track and field team, I could not jump over a hurdle to save my fucking life, yet alone 800 meters worth of them. That sounds fucking exhausting. I don't even want to watch... I don't want to... I don't even want to walk 800 fucking meters. Or just... I don't even want to run 800 meters, yet alone jump constantly. Uh, Scott Kaiser, He is uh, from... Cypress Falls High School, which is just a high school in the Houston area, he is going to be playing on the baseball team, which baseball is back in the Olympics. It was a sport for a while and has been gone for, I think, at least 10 years. Uh, he actually has a secondary tie uh, to the city. He currently pitches for the San Francisco Giants, and uh, he used to pitch for the Houston Astros. So there's double ties. He's from Houston, played for the Astros, and he will be pitching for the uh, men's team. Now, here's the one where I'm kind of cheating because I'm going to watch the men's basketball tournament regardless. And so I figured, why not stretch it? So there's Kevin Durant, who's not from Texas, but he played for UT. And UT is three hours away from Houston. I also went to UT, so I figured that could be a way to shoehorn it in. Uh, Chris Middleton is also on the team. He went to Texas A&M, which is an hour and a half away from Houston. So I thought, okay, that could maybe maybe that counts. And then also there's James, Hard- James Harden, who currently doesn't play on a Houston sports team, but very famously made his name for himself for the, what, eight, nine years he played in Houston. Still has a lot of ties in Houston. He's got like a restaurant here. I'm sure he still owns a house here. So I figure that'll be kind of my excuse to shoehorn in some men's basketball talk because I'm going to be watching it anyway. And then there's actually two wild cards in this one. Something I didn't even think about until I read the uh, until I just read up on it. Which, by the way, this is there wasn't like uh, just a list of Houstonians. I had to read a bunch, kind of, kind of a, a little like a hodgepodge of different articles to to put this together. So if there's anybody I left out famously, let me know, and if I catch it, I'll include it next week. But there's actually two Houstonians that are representing other countries because they're either dual citizens or they. You know, I don't know what their situations are, but uh, the first is Munzer Cabrera is going to be swimming for the Lebanon Olympic team, and Erica Aguamike uh, is going to be representing the Nigerian women's basketball team, and so both of those are from Houston or, uh, let's see, so yeah, Miss Cabrera went to high school in Houston, and it looks like Erica played at Rice. Okay, and she went to Cypher, so she's also from Houston. So, yeah, I don't know if they were, like, born there and moved here or if they just have parents that are from there, so that's how they qualified. But So, technically, we're going to be following three Olympic teams, the United States, Lebanon, and Nigeria. So, let's see. And if there's... Nope, that's it. So... I love the Olympics. I'm looking forward to this. I'm a little queasy just because of COVID. And like right now in Texas, something like our cases have tripled in the last two weeks. I'm not going to get into the the whole controversy with the vaccines and everything, but it just does seem kind of like COVID is kind of still glooming over everything. 
And I've heard that a lot of this is like Tokyo itself doesn't really want to do the Olympics, but the Olympic Committee is kind of like really forcing their hand. And also like NBC and a lot of the other broadcasting companies are like pushing them towards it, you know, because they need the revenue. Uh, so anyway, I wish every Olympian, not just the ones on the United States teams, but every Olympian a safe games a uh I, I wish them all the best it's a shame there won't be any spectators there uh twist of fate i got married right before covid like literally like one week before covid even became a thing and on our short list of honeymoons we thought about going to the 2020 tokyo games because i've always wanted to see the olympics and i've always wanted to see tokyo and uh f- we just happened to pick a different vacation because i would have been so fucking angry if my honeymoon had gotten ruined. It got ruined anyway. We were going to go to Switzerland, and we had to cancel it because of COVID. Uh, but then now, they've, even though they're doing the games this summer, they still canceled all the spectators, so I would have been double-fucked if I had tried to do it. Uh, so, yeah, I just wish everybody involved uh, safety. Let's go out there and have fun. I don't know how the opening ceremony is going to go because if there's no spectators, that kind of seems like that'd be a little lame. But... Uh, and I also don't know what time any of these things are on, because I know that Japan's like 12 hours behind us in the United States. So, anyway, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Have fun watching the Olympics. Who And, and fuck those people who say you only, you only care about swimming and gymnastics and track and field once every four years. Go fuck yourself. You're right. I do. This is the pinnacle of it. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to cheer these people on, because this is what they've trained their whole life to do. For this specific thing. So let's go out there and root for them. It's the same thing with fucking soccer. I'm open about that. I don't give a fuck about soccer except for the World Cup. Because it's fun. It's fun to have the whole world watching the same thing. So anyway, off my soapbox. Everybody have a good, safe weekend. And I will see you next week. Like what you heard? Check out more at nrqpodcast.com. Gamma Gator Productions.